0: Are now into
1: the game. We are the, the Melanin
0: Evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the Gentleman Advancing the Melanin Evolution. Where evolution is revolution. Brother J, man, happy holidays, merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah.
2: All the good. All stuff. that. All, All the, the things, good stuff, man. man. All the things, man. Listen, we are, we are winding down. 2022. We're winding down, and we are up. We are preparing to march into 2023, bro. Yo, man, you said that joint,
0: like, what's the soap opera? They used the stories, man. I'm sorry, the stories. Black folks, we call them the stories, not the soap operas. The stories, man. What's the joint? Yeah, like sand in an hourglass.
2: As the world turns.
0: (laughs) 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 Was it as the world turns or these are the days of our lives?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Days of our lives. Yeah. yeah, And they all had the same damn story. All the
0: same shit, man. Yo, shout out out to my my grandmother and all my aunties, man. Yo, why, why I'm Eight eight nine years old. I know everything that's going on on the story. Victor, man. what show was Victor
2: on? Victor Victor was on. Um, was that
0: as the world turns?
2: Victor, yeah. So it was one of them. I yeah, it was one of them.
0: I think it yeah. It was, I think it was as the world turned. I got to Google that one, man. But yeah, Vic, but Victor, white dude with the, the thick mustache, he looked like a bootleg Tom Selleck. <laughs> I used to think it was Magnum PI. Yep.
2: And they all yeah, looked man. the same, they all had their dramatic lighting,
0: yeah, man,
2: and yeah it was it was a lot happening, but um, but no man, we um twenty twenty two man we we were afraid when it started, and it had a slow start, but then young and the restless, young and the that's, restless, that's victor, okay, yeah. okay,
0: <laughs> young and the restless,
2: um things just started speeding up and I looked up we was it was April. I looked up again. It was Halloween, <laughs> and now as I blink, I'm about to go out in these streets and buy some last minute Christmas gifts
0: <laughs> man I'm telling you man i'm done i'm done uh I'm done with all my all my all my Christmas shopping, man
2: yeah, I just started
0: yeah man i I try to get that stuff out of the way early because uh yeah, hey, I hate that I hate Christmas shopping
2: me too. And I typically have it done early, but this, I just, it hasn't really, like the holiday season hasn't really been like, you know, typically it feels like Christmas or like you feel like the holidays. Now is it doesn't really feel as if it's the holiday season. So maybe that's why I was delayed in getting my stuff. I don't know, but.
0: You're not the first person that I've heard say that, man. I've, I've legit within the last two weeks. I've at least talked to at least 3 or 4 people that have said the exact same thing and I I I kind of feel that way too it just doesn't feel like the holiday season um and to your point the way the the way the world has turned this uh <laughs> this year uh it it seems like it's a, a never ending story of a very bad movie yeah um but at the same time man I know for me I've been doing a lot of reflecting, doing my my prayer meditation every 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 morning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and something popped in my head the other day, and I'm like, damn, man, with all of the things that have transpired this year, I'm like, yo, how the hell am I still standing here? Now, then I got kind of ha- happy, right? I was like, yo, I'm still on my feet.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. And kind of just going back and looking at different different things that have happened, man. And I, I'll be honest with you, it, like the grief from losing my sister has kind of stuck with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it really does feel like the moment when she passed, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. But that was just in February, bro.
2: Yeah, because and I and I think it's because from that that moment. Emotionally, you experience so much that it elongates the the time in the experience when really it's like, no, I, it really wasn't a long time. Like, I, I felt all of those things probably within 48 hours. Everything that felt like it was like a month ago. Yeah, it's only been two days. And I think that's the. That's the. That's the interesting part about grief is that it can transmogrify what we know as time, our existence, and then what's, what will then become our new reality, all within a matter of seconds. And yeah, it'll do it often. Right? Like we talked about we've talked about this several times. Grief comes in waves and cycles and you'll be good. And then one minute next. And then you're not like that's I'm telling you, man. And that minute lasts for a very long, like it could last for days, weeks, months. And then the next minute, as soon as you come out of that, it's like, everything is back to normal or the new normal. And, but you ride these waves and even, even as close to in terms of time from the, um, from your sister's passing, like even when we think about individuals that have transitioned long before now, like we, we can reflect and it seems like it was like, so long ago, and then sometimes it's like, oh, it's only been two years,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? But it's it's because we had to endure so much, or we experienced so much in terms of our grief and our processing that it just feels like a very long time.
0: And it's and it's really and it's really not, man. And when you talk about like it comes in waves, it's, it's wild because you know she passes in February. I'm at Howard Homecoming in October, and one of the uh, Howard like the official alumni events, you know, everybody tried to throw a party during Howard Homecoming. But I guess one of the, one of the <laughs> events that was on the Howard Alumni it- itinerary
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, was at uh, the uh, small concert venue/ slash bar called SoundCheck, mm-hmm. D.C., right around the corner from uh, Park on 14th. And that's where my sister used to work. And I didn't realize that that was the venue we were going to when, with you know, we, we up in stands, probably, <laughs> or, you know, stands pour the double shots, but it's a single.
2: <laughs> glass, look, and the glass is huge and they fill it yeah, to the brim.
0: Shout out so to stands, in, man. Shout out to stands, man. And the fried chicken there, but uh, though, we in there and he's like, yeah, man, we can go down the street to um, the next spot. And um, I'm like, where is it?
3: Like, sound check. And it didn't resonate with me until we were in the line, right? And then I'm like, wait a second.
0: I've seen these security cats before. And they recognized me because most of the people that she worked with came to her services back in February. Mm-hmm. And then it just dawned on me like, oh, shit. Because if I had known this is where we were going, I probably would not have went. Yeah. Like no like real rap brother Jay I would not have gone and I probably would have been a joy kid a kill joy or whatever but um I said all right we here I go in and then I'm meeting like other people that knew my sister and they're just speaking so glowingly of her and how much you know she brought light to them and a smile on it put a smile on their face and bruh, I'm in the middle of the club having a breakdown man yeah like my LB was in that joint, had to legit hold me up. Cause man, I was in that joint having a breakdown. So it just it come.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and you I can't and it, control it.
0: Yo, but I but it it was it was it was weird because it was like I felt her spirit. I felt her spirit when I was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I wasn't ready to feel in that moment. I'm out partying. Yeah. I had been out at I had been out at Howard Homecoming festivities the whole day. So this was like the last piece of it.
2: Oh, you was you was homecoming
0: i was homecoming man i was outside (laughs) outside bro and and my alma mater man shout out to george mason we we uh we did some bootleg we did a brute bootleg black alumni reunion ourselves for howard homecoming because you know people used to come out for howard homecoming anyway yeah and so yeah i was outside outside man so i wasn't really thinking about grieving i was thinking about these streets (laughs) and man boy that joy smacked me in the face and next thing you know, I'm in the club crying, brother Jay, crying like a baby. I mean, I and I ain't talking about like oh, uh, like a cool cry. You know how you had them cool cries, man. And you know you, you sniffle might, and
2: you wipe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you might dab, you might dab your eyes, something like that. Oh no, nigga, no, no. <laughs> I was I was an edge on falling,
2: Yeah, uncontrollable. And so
0: yeah, man. And so um, I I was able to pull myself together, and it ended up being a decent night. But at the same time, man. To your point, it just feels like in some instances this year, time has stood still. Mm. And then in other instances, it's a, it's been a blur. Yeah. But but during my reflection, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was the if it was the the source and the and the father of lights telling us like, yo, you can be all right, or if it was the ancestors telling me we're gonna be all right. But in that moment, I was like, yo, I made it through a lot of shit this year, man. I mean, a
2: lot of shit. Bro, and that's that's powerful because a lot of people don't step into their power to change their perspective.
3: And that's, right, because in that space, you could have chosen and made the conscious decision To think about the things that you've endured. And the things that you've lost. Not that you are an overcomer. You could have been. This is what happened to me. Not. This is what happened for me. Or. This is what happened to me. Right. And so.
2: I don't. Many times. I think it's you know i think it's our human nature it's easy to to extract the negative out of a situation because of the way our brains are wired and it takes an extra 3 seconds to go from a negative impulse to a positive impulse and a lot of us don't activate our ability to shift our perspective
0: that 3 seconds is a lifetime It is because because I think it's easier. I think it's easier to automatically just uh, dive into the negative impulse. Yeah, and like like we've we've talked about it on previous shows. In some instances, you just have to you have to breathe, and it's 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 the power of the pause. Yeah, right. And I and I've I've really just been a proponent of sitting in whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, this year, but I think. The challenge has been uh, me verbalizing that to the people in my inner circle, and the people that are closer to me, because you know you don't want to seem like a complainer. Like right? my my home girl, she was like,
3: you know, you you always um, you always uh, come to the rescue and there for other
0: people, but you don't allow people to be there for you. Mm. And it was it was it was it was. Um, a cold dose of reality for me because I think, I think she was very accurate. She was very accurate. Um, but I also think the challenge is I also recognize that this year it just hasn't been me going through stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: You know what I mean? Like my best friend lost his mother in August.
1: Yeah,
0: Which, which, which was like a Band-Aid ripped off for me yeah. as well my home girl, my home girl, my home boy, they lost their son on my sister's birthday. Another band-aid ripped off of me. And um I'm sensitive to that. Yeah. You know, everybody's going through stuff. I and mean, let's be real, man. People been going through shit the last 3 years.
3: Non-stop. has been a lot. it's been a lot of loss the last 3 years. Um but I I I
0: when she told me that I say, yo, I gotta, I gotta change. I have to change my perspective. And, you know, it goes back, it goes back to the the life vision book we were reading um, for bourbon and the Bur- bourbon and book series. When he talks about, um, you know, trying not to play the, the victim role. Mm. And it's not saying that you're not entitled to, you're not entitled to feel how you feel about being a victim or if you are victimized, but it's also when you have a tendency to walk through the world and things happen, you you automatically say, Oh, well, things are happening to me, or the universe is aligning itself against me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or or people are, uh, are against me. Or circumstances are against me. And it's almost like if you fall into that mindset, you're giving up and giving away your power.
1: Yeah.
0: You're giving away your power to have a, a, a paradigm shift where you know you can you can you don't necessarily have to look at loss as being um detrimental to your life like of course you're gonna hurt and it doesn't feel good and you're gonna be sad and you have all you have a million thoughts running through your head but you you don't look at it like as if it's only happening to me. Yeah. Because it's happening to everyone. You know, I mean, hell, you you can you, you yourself, man. How many funerals you been to this year, bro?
2: A lot. Too many. Too too many,
3: right? And young people too. Young people. It, it and it was brother. And those the two that I immediately thought of, they were a couple days apart. Under the age of twenty four, twenty three, like, um. I remember one of the one of my community grandmothers, she said. um, Death is no respect of persons. She said. I'm old (laughs) and I started laughing, she goes.
2: "In all these years, right, we we you. You think and you assume that you die old. And she said, baby, you. There's nothing you can do. To delay death.
0: Yeah, man, death is death is the only equitable thing I'm aware of that applies to all people. Color creed.
2: (laughs) Don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't no discrimination, right? No discrimination, man. You can't delay it when it's your time, when your number is called. There's nothing you can do. She goes, how are you going to outrun it? She goes, you hear people all the time talking about they cheat death. No, it just wasn't their time, right? And so she started to talk about, she's like, you know, when you really get down to it, she lived, she was almost 100, but when she, she said, you know, as old as I am, life is
3: still only but a vapor. Can't control it. And when it's your time, it's
2: going to be your turn.
0: Yo, the, the the elders always dropping gems like that, man. And I'm just happy that you you weren't uh too young or immature in your thinking to not receive it. Like you like you you, you received it. Yeah. Because I had a I had a uh a community grandfather if you will, uh, Mr. Mr. Bullock, man. He was my grandfather's neighbor, lived across the street. And they moved into the neighborhood um the same the same year uh within a month apart from one another okay right and so uh Mr. Bullock was 90 he was 91 92 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: my grandfather at the time was 70 about to turn 71 and so um he you know health, health had been ailing and I went failing and I went over there to just sit with him and he was like well Kevin you know in the Bible, it's only promised that you get three scores in 10. And for those of you that don't know what a score is, 20 years. So in the Bible, it says you only get 70 years if you're lucky. Yeah. He said, I'm 91 years old. He said, he said, the last 21 years been a bonus to me.
1: Mm.
0: Right? And it was ill because we had that conversation, and then the next week he he died. And this was June of 2010. And I remember my grandfather didn't go to the funeral because I think my grandfather was scared to go based on just the timing. Yeah. And so he, Mr. Bullock died in June. My grandfather died in August. But it resonated with me what Mr. Bullock said because when my grandfather passed, he had just turned 71. Mm. So he got three scores and 10 like right, like right on the nose, and then he was out. It was like, "All right, Kingston was born." And then my grandfather said, "All right, I, I done seen everything I was meant here to see." Boom. And so you kind of have those images, and then you have the images of all these young people that's, that's passing on, man. Yeah. for a for wide, wide variety of reasons, man, if, And it's just like the, the trauma of the world gets to them. Yeah. You know, mental health, we had uh, DJ. Twitch. From the Ellen Show,
2: uh, that was forty tough, years bro. old. That was tough. And, and I think forty
0: years old, man.
2: I was on a panel the other day, and we were talking about mental health within the Black community.
3: Um, and we were just talking about how, like, we legit, we legit have to have a village
2: mentality when it comes to mental health within the black community it's not just one person's problem it's not just a person that's suffering that should be the only one screaming that mental health is a thing and it, it was a sombering moment bro I, I can't even hold you um, just to think about how a few days before he transitioned he seemed Joyful and happy and content in a very good space, and it just goes to show you that sometimes the greatest
3: sufferers wear some of the most convincing masks, and we don't know. We do not know what people are
2: enduring. Like especially, like you, you, you mentioned individuals are young bro
0: man my sister twenty twenty six 26 years old man like real like real talk and i mean when you talk about mental illness and mental health and the awareness you you're right it is a it is a village mentality yeah that we need that we need to have
2: we have to bro because, because people
0: feel like they're on an island you know what i'm saying and and it, and it could be for a myriad of reasons man yeah. you know so i can't really put my finger on it but i i do think that um Part of it is, I think as a community and as a collective, we just we need to just do a better job of supporting each other. And I think during my reflection time and really thinking about the year, honestly, bro, that's the one thing that I'm just so grateful and appreciative of, especially during this season, that in the midst of all of the challenges and tribulations that I've been going through this year, it's like my, my, my circle, man. My circle, man, you know, you, like, people People have legit reached out. I got cussed out by my best friend, Bub, uh, uh, best friend, Bub, around my sister's birthday. You know, I had a, I had a meltdown, an episode, a few things happened, and um, I didn't want to talk to nobody, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My cousin called. I, I, I sent a text message back. I don't feel like talking right now. He called. I said, I don't feel like talking right now. And he told me straight up. He said, "You go, you're gonna stop shutting me out every time you're going through something. That's what we suppose. That's what we here for. To lean on one another. Mm. And like he he held me accountable. He legit held me accountable. You know what I mean? And I've just been so fortunate and, and blessed to have a, a wide variety of people in my life, man. Whether it's Shantae, my cousin Ron, and my cousin Kim." Uh, my homegirl Ashley, if it's if it's my if it's my lady friend Michelle, if it's you, if it's Bub, if it's, uh, you know, even even my mother, you know, even my mother. Even though I try not to put a lot of stuff on my mother because I know my mother going through something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the same time, I think the beauty and the struggle is that she and I, we tried to strategize around the month of November. Mm. <laughs> And we tried to strategize, like gearing up for the holidays, because we just knew it was gonna be some shit. We knew we we going we going through it, man.
1: Yeah,
0: we going through it, and so we had a strategy, man. You know, on my sister's Facebook page, I shut all that stuff down in terms of people tagging her and tagging everybody up, because I said I don't want to see it.
1: Yeah,
0: I grant I get it, people grieving in their own way, but I don't want to see it because people people just. People people take pride in shouting out the R.I.P. or Happy Heavenly Birthday on the Facebook page. Sometimes I think it's sincere. Sometimes I think it's for clap. Absolutely. And so I shut it down, right? And then thinking about it in terms of you know my birthday and we celebrated and we parted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I said, all right, I'm going I'm gonna I'm a celebrate my birthday and celebrate life. Then I know my sister's birthday is a week later, and so I'm gonna celebrate all the way through. And there's things just happen. Brother Jay, things happen that you just don't expect. And it really threw me off guard. And so my birthday, a week later, my sister's birthday, a week later, my mother's birthday. Then it's Thanksgiving. Mm. And so she and I, we, we kind of had a good understanding of like, look, this is how we getting down for the holiday season. And it's so funny because she asked me, she said, well, you know, you don't know. You, you know, you normally don't come home for Christmas. Because, you know, I hate Christmas. I, hate, I I haven't I haven't enjoyed Christmas in many, many years, man. I think I was scarred when I was married, you know, having a split time and families going crazy and stuff like that. It was just, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. And so I, I feel most comfortable just sitting in my living room doing my thing. And I say, well, I was actually just thinking about coming home and kicking it with you for Christmas. And, you know, we just do what we do. And she was like, yeah, come home. And I said, all right, well, that's what we'll do. So like, we've talked about how to maneuver around these things, but stuff just happens, man. But I do feel like when you talk about that that village mentality, it really does take a village. I've I've had a village supporting me and praying for me and loving on me and, and really walking with me through this journey the whole year, especially in moments where I felt like, yo, this is some bullshit.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know if this is worth it. Yeah, And people have just been like like right on time. Like right on time, man.
2: And you, you, get, you get in those moments where you, you draw inward. And I remember I was telling my therapist this. I said, oftentimes when I draw inward, it's because I'm pulling on the last bit of strength that I have
3: in that moment. And if I don't draw inward, anybody can get it. Right, so hey, don't get me wrong. Some people have gotten it this year, bro. Oh, Jay,
2: hey, hey, listen, <laughs> listen. My
0: apologies, my apologies. Sometimes you gotta let the
2: chopper sing, bro. Like and so, like <laughs> you draw inward, like I, I pull it in because I'm like, if I remove access, people won't get what's not meant for them. Right, and I always make sure that when I do draw inward. I let someone know that this is what I'm doing. So they know to check on me. Hey, listen, rough day. This is what I'm fitting to do. In a couple hours, holler at me. Just just, just check on, check on my brother in, the house, in, in a couple minutes. And I, I, just, I need two solid hours to where I don't hear nobody's voice. Nobody's asking me for anything. I'm not getting somebody's unsolicited advice or opinion or telling me what I need to do. And they're not where I am. I just I just need to decompress and then I'll be able to to move and navigate. So I draw inward. And one of my friends, she hit me up because of how I responded to a text message. And she said, <laughs> I was about to cuss your ass out via text message, but then I said <laughs>
1: She, she gave you some
2: grace. She said <laughs> something clicked and was like, pick up the phone and cuss him out instead. So I'm going to cuss you out, and then I'm going to ask you, is everything okay? Because that you don't talk to me like this.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I, had, like, I had a I few know. of those episodes this year, Brother Jay. Yes. I ain't going to lie to you. I had a few of those episodes. <laughs> and,
2: and I think it happens, right? But I'm very appreciative of the people who don't give a damn about boundaries when it's time to check in. Mm-hmm. Right, like, we joke often, and, like, that day I hit you up, and I you had a time limit, and you was like, my bad, I was X, Y, and Z. I was like, all right, cool. I was on my way to Woodbridge. <laughs> and I was like, and now I'm going to have to fight the little nigga because I was like,
3: <laughs> He yo, over, he well, I,
0: <laughs> yo, everybody Everybody get, gave me threats This year, man, like, yo, man If you don't pick up, I'm on the way yo, when, when, I, when I'm on the way and I get there, you gotta see me
2: I legit, yo, <laughs> I legit I hit Mike up, I was like, yo, what you got Going on? He was like, ah, oh, man, I'm chilling I was like, alright, cool, we about, we might have to ride to Woodbridge, he was like, yo, everything good? I was like I am I said, he got 38 More minutes before I, I'm On my way, I said, I'm literally I was coming to the area anyway, and so I Was like, I'm a I'm going to put up with 95 South and traffic and bad weather. He's going to have to see me. He's going to have to catch these hands. Like, And if he's good, I ain't going to hit him as long. But if he, I'm going to swing on him. It, he he going to have to, like, Yo, yeah.
0: bro, I got so many of them threats, man. I'm telling you. But, but it's, love, it's love, man. But sometimes we need that tough love, too.
3: Yeah, yeah and, you know I think, and I
0: think
2: everyone... I think we have to be very intentional with who we put around us so that they know what we're saying when we're not saying anything. Right. Like I have people around me that if I don't respond a certain way, they give me grace. And in an hour, we are going to try it again. Like one of my homegirls, she, she does not talk on the phone. Her husband calls me. He was like, Hey bro, you good? I was like, yeah, you good? He was like, Yeah, yeah. Your friend down here you're spazzing though, cause like you ain't respond to nothing. Social media, text message, or nothing. And she spazzing. I was like. <laughs> so I FaceTime her. I was like, You good? She was like, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> she said oh. she shows me she had a bag. She said I had a spend the night bag and everything. I was on my way to the airport. I was like, where was you coming? She was like, I was on my way to West Virginia. She told, she said, I told my husband, she was like, either you're going to drive me to the airport or we going to catch an Uber and you're going with me. Don't even let me know your decision. Just know in seven minutes, I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, well, I appreciate you. I said, well, what? Instead of doing that next time, why don't you call someone that's closer to me that can come? She was like, yeah, I, I couldn't think. I couldn't think fast enough. She said I, I was trying to give you grace. You, you my husband was like you, <laughs> you know I'm gonna call him. She said no. He may just need some. She's like like yeah, but if I call and find out everything's okay, maybe maybe he's just busy. Or maybe T-Mobile is down cuz you know Sprint T-Mobile thing. Yeah, man. She wouldn't hear yeah. none of that. She was like, "Yeah, it's, okay. His computer ain't down." I was like, "No. But you got, I get it you got people that are around you that will give you the grace and the space that you need, but they're also letting you know, like you don't get to keep like, you're not by yourself. And I, I, I told one of my, I told one of my mentees, I said, listen, you may be by yourself in your apartment, but you aren't alone in this. And you don't have my permission to keep excluding me. In moments like this. This is when you need to pull in right. This is when you need to tug on the rope. And let people know like hey. I'm, I'm, I'm sending a signal of distress. Even if you say yo listen. Having a rough day. Need a couple minutes. Cool. If nothing else. I'm going to roll up to your house. To, to look at you. And I told one of my homeboys. We started this in college. I called him for something. And he didn't sound right. So. I sent a text message. The Q's, the alphas, the noops, a couple of sigmas from a couple campuses over. Like we rolled up. His face was like, <laughs> the F y'all doing here? I just kicked the door open. Go back to what you was doing. We good. Brus was cleaning the kitchen. Somebody was taking out the trash, making sure the house was straightened up. Bathroom, we cleaned that up make sure he had food. And we was like, yo, we just, we needed to make sure you was good. And clearly we see that you're not. So we, we, we fitting to be here until you better.
1: Man. He
2: just looked at us. I said, you gonna have to fight all of us if you swing on any of us. So just
1: yeah.
2: keep, get yeah. that out your head. And I said, go back to bed. We here. When you come out and you ready to talk, we right here. We was there for a couple of hours. And then, um, once his LBs came back in town, they kicked it. They stayed at the house. But like the next couple of days, he's like, yo, I, I legit appreciate y'all, but I really wanted y'all out my house. I said, that's, and we knew you wanted us to be out so you could be in that space by yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we
2: needed to prove that you're not doing this by yourself. We here. if you don't want to talk about it, cool, but you ain't got to sit in it by yourself. Right. And so I told someone, I was like, We, as a village, right, going back to what we were talking about in terms of the village, we got to get beyond uh, sending a text message or... You
0: good?
1: We got to go beyond the good thing, right? Because
2: (laughs) in my head, when anyone says, hey, you doing okay? You're giving me the answer that you want to hear. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Or you good? Yeah, I'm good, right? Instead of saying, yo, how are you? Like, I hit one of my mentees up today. I was like, yo, how are you? Don't give me no bullshit answer either. I said, and you have 24 hours to respond. So he sends me laughing, crying emojis. He was like, stressed with work, I'll call you tomorrow. I said, okay. But the timer doesn't stop until... See, Week. yeah,
0: the time I don't stop, man, because even I was sending text messages and things like, Wasn't all right, man, I just don't feel like talking right now, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Then, then my cousin Rhonda goes, she's like, yeah, well, me and Kim, we on the phone. We needed to see if we need to put some lawyer money together for you. I'm like, lawyer? I need a lawyer now,
1: too? like, yo.
2: <laughs> Listen, act, resources get active. <laughs> Listen, everybody, things get activated, right? And I said, <laughs> that's what the village needs to start doing, right? Like, yeah. pull up you haven't heard from somebody come knock on the door. You good? Knock on, knock on the door and lay eyes on people. Like physically, do they look like they're okay?
1: Yeah.
2: I know we still in the middle of a pandemic and they may be down with something that we don't want to catch. Wear a mask, but like we really need to start laying, laying eyes on people to make sure that not only are you good, show me your refrigerator. Have you been eating? Right? Like, I rolled up to one of my homegirls. Her son had a basketball
3: game or something. And so um I went to the house
2: to drop something off, and then I had to pee. So I just went inside. I opened the door. I was like, what the hell's going on in here? Like, and this is someone who carries a lint brush with her everywhere she goes. Like you're not going to have one thing on me that don't belong. And I was like, so I had to use the bathroom. That was, that was emergency. So after I used the bathroom, I said, now what's happening? There was laundry that wasn't done. There was dishes all in the sink. I mean, it looked as if she checked out and was like, I would be back in two weeks. I'm still here physically, but like, yeah, her son, she was out of character. I, it was. It was. So I text her line sisters like, "Yo, I know I ain't one of y'all, but I'm gonna use this phrase. I met your LS's house, calling for backup. So they roll over and they were like, <laughs> "Her LS was like, girl. <laughs> so we all laughed because we were sitting there thinking like she was like." Something is wrong. Something is going awry. (laughs) Never like. And so we had a we had an intervention before going to her son's basketball game. And her son's father had the son. So he comes over and he was coming to talk trash. They very good co-parenting relationship. He said, oh. He was like, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna show concern, but I ain't trying to give you too much concern because I ain't trying to cross that line where I care too much. So everyone was making like light of the situation to bring her out, but like we had to, we had to intervene. Like we we finna go to this basketball game, but um, we gotta discuss this. Like this ain't. Uh-uh. Yeah, your din- your dinner from two nights ago is
0: stinking up the joint. This ain't.
2: <laughs> this ain't. Mm mm. Yeah. No. No, this this ain't okay, right? And a lot of times, people are in situations and spaces like that, and they respond to your text message like, "Yeah, I'm good,"
3: just to get you off the
0: damn phone.
2: Yep, and and I'm guilty of that, bro. So I like, I can tell you. You responded to me one day. You said something that I was like, "I'm gonna give this nigga two hours to fix this to fix this statement," and I'm gonna ask another question and then i asked you another question and i sent you something else you responded more accordingly i was like okay i'm gonna ty- i'm gonna try him again in a couple hours i sent another message and then the conversation kept going and then you were engaging i was like okay maybe he was having a couple 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 seconds that he needed to himself so i looked at the message i said all right You got two hours, two hours to redo this one before before I escalate it up.
0: I ain't gonna lie, man. I got so many threats. I got so many threats during distress, man. Y'all, you getting threatened?
3: And you distressed at the same
2: time. Listen, I'm already. I'm 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 down and out. And now you telling me I'm about to get my ass whooped. (laughs) It, it, it it's not funny, but you do be in a space where you don't even have the energy to cuss nobody else out. Like, all right, man, you just gonna have to whip my ass today. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, it, man. Just,
0: that's just, it, man. That's it, man. I I at least I at least got ten 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 ass whipping threats this year,
2: <laughs> bro. at least minimum. <laughs> and 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 I think maybe not necessarily the ass whooping and the threats, but I think that's we need to do a better job of being intentional and really leaning in right and one of my friends was like well i don't you know i have a hard time uh trying to find the balance of like i don't want to cross the line and i said yo sometimes you got to cross the line and apologize if you overstep apologize that you overstep yo listen you You didn't sound like yourself. Well, When I saw you earlier today, you didn't look like yourself. You wasn't responding like you typically do. So I pulled up to make sure you good. If you good, I'll leave. If not, do you need food? Like I'm coming with food. I'm coming with water. If we need to go somewhere, if I need to, if it's an urgent care situation, an emergency room situation, like we need to be able to, we need to be able to truly assess where our friends are or where our loved ones are. Hell, and you have to be friends or loved ones. It could be your neighbor. Like if you know your neighbor, um, I remember one time <laughs> I walked outside and my old neighbor um, just kept looking at him. I was like, "You good?" He's like, "Yeah, man. I had to come and uh, I had to
3: come and warm up." I just kept looking at him. I said, you had to come and warm up? He was like, yeah. I said, okay.
2: Cold inside? Yeah. And earlier in the week, he told me that something was wrong with their air conditioning unit, so it was hot inside. And I know no one came to fix it, and it didn't get replaced. So I was like, huh. So I text his wife. I said, hey, what time are you getting home? She's like, oh, I'm leaving, um, leaving the store now. I'll be home in a couple seconds. I said, okay, great. I'll see you when you get home. Right. So I'm now sitting outside having a conversation with someone who I could tell something's off. Mm -hmm. She pulls up. She's like, what you doing sitting out here? Blah, blah, blah. And how he was responding. She knew something was there there was a challenge. Right. And so um, had an infection that elevated his fever. And so cognitively, like stuff wasn't making sense. And I'm just like you had to come outside to warm up, but you out here in a hoodie. (laughs) Like you're outside in summertime in a hoodie, which you needed to warm up. Like if nothing else, take the hoodie off so the sun can get to your skin faster to warm. So it was, it was like people really need to be intentional. And like, if you're going to do a wellness check, show up.
1: Yeah. What
0: do you think prevents us from, from being actively engaged? Like, what, what, what do you think? Why, why is, if, if you respond everything okay, and somebody says you're good, why do, why do most people not go that extra step?
2: Inconvenience. Ah, I sat and I listened to someone say, mm, I'm glad she answered me, because I did not want to ride all the way over there.
3: And I, I didn't say nothing. I just sat there like. The reason you were going should supersede the any type of inconvenience
2: that it may cause. I would never tell somebody or say that. Oh, man, I'm glad somebody else went over there because I did not want to drive two hours over there. Like the fact that you felt that You. Should or potentially may have to make this drive. Anything called like the inconvenience notion should have been moved, removed, right? And so, I'm. I listen to people who seem as if they are operating out of concern,
3: but in actuality, they're operating out of curiosity. There's a lot of that out there too. <clears throat>
2: They're only checking on you to find out what's going on with you and not because they want to help you get out of the space you're in. That's because somebody called them and said something was wrong and they called them to find out if they knew. Right. It's, and it's really, it's, I told, I told a former friend, I said, you know, the reason why you don't have friends is because you don't know how to be one.
3: Ooh, that's heavy.
0: There's a lot of people that don't know how to be a friend, man. That's for real.
2: They got offended and they looked at me. I said, the fact that every time something's happening with one of your friends, you're thinking about how it impacts or
3: affects you. Says a lot. Like, your friend is hurt, so now you're trying to figure out
2: how big of an inconvenience you're willing to put up like I am not trying to ride away out there and spend most of my day like th- this is the only day I have to myself I'm not trying to spend this day sitting up in somebody's house who's depressed
0: like I, I... Or, or they'll say or they'll say well um you know yeah I got I got stuff going on but I've I been there for you this this that and the third time you know what I mean I, I did this for you I did that for you but no it's it's, it's it, it doesn't work. It's not a running tally.
2: It's not, right? And my
3: friend said something. Um, she said something to me and, like,
2: it, it hit, right? Like, I had a frog in my throat. I was like, she was like, our friendship is valuable to me because you never count the favors that you give. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, where's this coming from? She was like, in any of our friends within our group, like we had this conversation the other night and I was like, damn, y'all just, y'all not inviting me to the group chat. She was like, nah, somebody was like, yo, um, somebody check on, check on you cause you stated that you was having a, you was having a rough day. Um, and we just started having a conversation like, like, this nigga is never going to remind you of what he's done. Like, he's never going to bring up, like, this is what he's done. Like, ever. And, and I was like, well, bec- because we're in close communion, right, with one another, our circle, because I would expect the people that I'm having around me to operate the same way that I'm operating, right? Like, if I see someone's in need, I'm not gonna be like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, nigga ain't showing up for me. I ain't showing up for him. Like, that's, that's, yeah. there's two things that's happening there. One, like, if I'm able to, to help alleviate the situation, I'm gonna show up. Do I remove myself from future access if this person, if there's no reciprocity? That's a different conversation, right? But if the need has been brought to my attention and I have within my capacity, the resources and the tools to help this need be met, then it's my obligation as just a damn good human, bro. Like human being. Yeah. Just to help someone who I have been in close communion with. And so going back, like we don't talk about convenience versus inconvenience when someone is in need, right? Like, yeah, I've, I've there's been several times where like I have did something and in my head, I'm sitting here thinking like, shit tomorrow's going to be a rough day because everything I needed, I was going to do today. I can't, which was going to help make tomorrow easier, but I had to figure this shit out because the greater need is me being where I'm about to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we, we, we as a community, we need to start showing up better for one another and like showing up, Intentionally, not showing up for the sake of posting it on social media yeah not showing up just so you can say I sh- I, I, you know hey, I showed up.
0: And people do that though, brother Jay, that's the wild shit like people will do something for somebody like you ever see people do uh, especially you know it's the holiday season and people do clothing drives or yep. food drives yep. or X, y and Z or they do do things for the less fortunate and then you take a video. Of you it. giving the homeless guy a jacket and some food, and it. say, "Yeah, we out here feeding the homeless."
1: I like it's it's the it's it. the
0: it's the it's the most sincere thing that I that I ever see because you know it, you know you what, what does it say in the Bible, man? Um, when you pray, you shouldn't pray to be boastful. You should you should you should pray, and 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 you don't have to use a whole bunch of fancy words, yeah. right? Or you, you don't necessarily have to be a, a, a benevolent person and tell everybody about
1: it. Yeah.
2: And, and like, what's the reason you're doing it? Like, we had a conversation at the lodge once because they wanted to take pictures with families that we were donating food to. I said, well, one, if you're down and out and you, and you need these donations to, like, continue life, why do you... Would you want to pose... Like if anything and I I told there were there's there were was, was some fraternal organizations and we were in a training and I I literally had to rip the bandaid off I was like
3: if you need pictures for your scrapbook take a picture in front of the items you're donating take a picture in
2: front of the bags that you put together that you assembled take a picture in front of the space that you Just cleaned up. Exactly. But taking a picture and incorporating the people who are benefiting from your service. That's 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 completely unacceptable.
0: Yeah, I can't not I I can't rock with it, man.
2: Like because that's not well, depending on who you are, that's not why we're doing this. Right. We do service because this is part of who we are. Right. Like when we see somebody on the side of the road or someone that's asking for food, like we just give. We do if we feel compelled to give. Taking a video and a photo, like, yo, it's, no. No. Like, a lot of times, <laughs> I had one of my mentees with me. Somebody asked us for something. I didn't, I, I, I rarely carry cash, right? This day, the cash that I did have, they were some pretty big bills. I wasn't fitting to break the bills, so I just said, here.
1: <laughs>
2: and we were on our way to catch catch the train because we were flying out. He said, big bro. I said, what's up? You do realize you just gave that man $100. I said,
3: I didn't, but okay. He was like, $100.
2: <laughs> I was like, thank you for making it aware. I don't carry cash. Did I... All right. He was like, man. <laughs> like for for about 15 minutes We get to the airport We go through security And he's just looking at me He was like Bro I probably would have been like Yo I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be late uh, I, I'll either say no Cause I'm running late Or I'm gonna run inside the store I'm gonna buy you what you're asking for I ain't gonna give you a hundred dollars I said well At the end of the day It wasn't my money to give anyway Right The money Hello. was The money was given to me Yeah Right So like I as a good steward, I'm going to give it to someone that need that that's in need. What, what he does with it beyond my control. I felt compelled to give, I gave what I had. It wasn't mine to begin with. And he was like, man. And so he was, we were going somewhere and he was getting ready to tell somebody. He was like, yo man, this guy just gave, I said,
3: Hey, 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 look at me. Look at me. Nope. Nope. That's not their business. And
2: then it started to click like, ah, I don't have to tell everybody what I do. You don't. You don't. You don't need to put it on Facebook, social media, TikTok, none of this stuff, right? You don't have to even tell people that you hang out with like, oh, this is what I just did. Like, no. Right? There there should be no motive attached to giving, right? I'm going to give now because I know you know, when they get on, they're going to look out for me. They're probably going to look out for you in general because you were just being a good person.
3: If you're genuine. Because the,
0: the, gift, the gift is a transaction of love, man. You that know part. what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, that's the way the universe balance, balances itself out. You, you, you put out love, you get love in return
2: double for your trouble right you know and- what i'm
0: saying it, you know it, it, and it might and i, I think the, the part of it is people have expectation mm. you say all right well you know it, kind of like in our pro- prosperity preaching right mm. it's like all right well yeah you got to give this and give, give this and giving to god's kingdom and you will get you know get it all back in return you know now tithing is important right because hell churches got to keep the lights on and they need programs for the community and think so so money money is a money is a tool to make transactions, but I think people get twisted. It's like, oh, well, if I give a hundred dollars, let's use the example. I give a hundred dollars, then maybe I get a thousand dollars in return from somebody, right. or I gave this person a hundred dollars, and so uh the expectation is that maybe I'll get 200 back for my trouble. Yeah. And you just can't think like that. And, and Because, I think, because if, you, if you put love in the atmosphere, brother Jay, you're going to get it back. You're going to get it back. It's, and I'm a testament to it this year.
2: It's the echo effect. It's the law yes. of the echo, bro. What you send out, you'll get back. Right. And it's, I, I know we wandered along uh, uh, away from our path, but like going back to the village concept one, we need to be better as a community, especially when it comes to checking on one another. Two... This time of year, for sure. We need to be more intentional with those we are communing with and allowing to be around us in closed circles. Because if I am putting individuals within my close circle... And none of them are like intentional or aggressive in terms of checking on me when they can sense and feel or see or hear
3: that things aren't well with me. I need to get a new circle. I, I legit need to get a new circle like
2: my cousin hit me up from Arizona. I ain't respond fast enough. Typically. Our response time is maybe about five to six hours. One, the time difference. Two, mm-hmm. everyone's busy. But by the time somebody's head hits the pillow, like, we respond.
3: There was no response. Phone rang. What's up, bro? Hey, man, I'm just calling, checking in on you. Oh, man, blah, 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 blah.
2: He's like, oh, okay, cool. How's X, Y, and Z doing, right? We just had the conversation. Conversation turned to, like, two hours. None of us, like, talking on the phone. But it was needed, right? It was like, oh, you're not going to respond to my text? Bam, got you. All right. <laughs> like, ain't no problem. Fin to call you. And we finna to talk. Um, but no, you, you got to, you have to have people that are around you that are your people. And it may not always be family. And yeah. the sad part is, right, um... I think sometimes we put people in our close circle because we want them to be in our close, close circle. But everyone's not equipped to be in your close circle. Everyone doesn't have the things that you will need or everyone can't provide the things that you need within your close circle. Sometimes there's people that's going to be in your circle um, that you might have just met two months ago but you're still forcing someone that you grew up with to be in your circle. They're taking up space, bro. Like, and it's okay to have different circles, right? But we have to be very intentional with who we are allowing access to us. Because I always go through evaluations. Like if there's something that's happening to me and I don't hear from certain people, like maybe I need to move them out of my circle. Now I get it. Everybody's going through some things, right? But like,
3: Radio silence is very loud. It is. <clears throat> it is. It's
2: deafening. Right, and it it's like oh, all right. And I'm not not just for bad things, right? Your close circle should be like intentional and aggressive when good things happen to you as well, right? Absolutely, like. You should never have to question where people stand if they're in your circle. And we we have to be very intentional while we are waiting for the village to get their life together and do what the village needs to do. We need to be very intentional with who we are putting in our close circle. And we need to give them access. Indeed. Because I'm kicking indoors, Right. Like I know where you live. I know where you park your car. I don't know the code to your house, but I know if I kick it in a certain spot, I can get through. I, like I'm aware. I can assess the situation. I know who can get to your house a lot faster than me, depending on which direction I'm coming from. I have contingency plans in my head for most of the people that are in my close circle. If I can't get to you, somebody's going to be able to get to you until I am able to.
0: And you making sure you got the numbers to those individuals to numbers, make sure that happens. Yeah.
2: Addresses, whatever I need, right? And, and it was funny, one of my friends, she was like, "Yeah, I met one of your uh one of your friends the other day." Um blah blah blah. I said, "Yeah, I told him" Sent your picture, my friend just moved to the city. This is what she looks like. This is what her kids look like. If you see them out, introduce yourself. Let them know that I I am the one that you have in common. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Share information. Let her know that I, I gave you an assignment. So she's like, yeah. I was like, yep, you told me what church you went to. I checked with my crew. They told me one of their homeboys goes there and his family. I said, bet, arrange the introduction. Like, this is how we move in my circle, right? And so some of my friends get, like, weirded out when I'm telling some stories. They were like, wow. I'm like, yo, that's how we move. I, don't, I feel bad because some of you all don't get to experience this, but this, this is how I move within my circle. Right, see,
0: people think like that when it comes to networking for business purposes, right? Yeah like people I mean, people think just like that when it comes to you know, who can I do business with, how can I make a profit? how can I, you know get into this kind of circle for whatever whatever means of, of, to my liking? You know what I mean? But people do that, but we don't do it in a way that's meaningful,
1: yeah.
2: Well, typically, once again, you know, it's transactional when, when when it's done in the professional sense. And I was like, yeah. use the same philosophy, but the different intent. Right. Like I, I know my friend just moved here. They don't know anyone. I got people here as family that is established. If shit pops off and none of her family can get to her, they can get to her in five minutes before we get to her in five hours. That's that's how we move, and I, like I just I, I'll sit and I'll listen to people talk about some of the things that they experience within their friendships and some of their relationships, and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. But like you said, if if you if you don't know how to be a friend, if you don't know how to be intentional with the people that you love then you are, you automatically at a deficit. But the, but the thing is, you know, don't expect people to do that for you. If you can't get out of your way to do it for somebody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying that's right. You know what I mean? But I I, I will say, like I said, it's, it's a transaction of love. And what you put out, you get in return.
2: But, and you also like, when you, when you do it for others, you make yourself available for people to do it for you. Exactly. And I think that's key, right? You're making yourself available so when you are in need, people can come to your need. When you are in a dark space, people can bring light to where you are. But you got to make yourself available. Right? Being in communion with people, that's what happens. You make yourself available for conversation, for wellness, right, for whatever you, you make yourself available. Um, But it's the law of the echo, man. What you put out is always going to come back to you. Always going to come back to you. Sometimes faster than you can anticipate or prepare for.
0: I'm a, I'm a walking testament to it for sure, man. I'm a walking testament to it. And I, I think that is one of the reasons why I could say, yo, been through a lot this year. And I'm Antoine Fisher, man. I'm still standing. I'm still strong, baby.
2: Bro, I saw you. I, I saw you post that as your, uh, your Instagram
0: on the little no. note joints. Yeah, man, that's kind of cool, man. You know the little note. Bro, on and I read man. it and I
2: heard your voice. I was like, I'm still
0: standing, baby.
2: I was like, this nigga needs to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> I'm still here, baby. I'm still here. I can't say that I made it, but I'm still standing, man, (laughs) despite the circumstances. And for that, I'm grateful, man, Mm -hmm. because uh, this holiday season, man, I just know that it's a challenge for many people, you know, and I I think um, even if you haven't been through things this year, I just think the holiday season is just stressful and draining for many people because of, we talked about it before, just the hustle and the bustle and, you know, things to do, people to see, trying to figure out, you know, how you gonna, how you gonna, uh, gear up for false expectations for the new year.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's gonna be our year. It's gonna be our year, you know, but, um, I don't know, man. What's, what's one thing that you're grateful for, for this, this, this 2022 season, man?
3: I am thankful for, um, the opportunity to rest and recharge. Um I, I I preach it often, right? We need that time to disconnect and and I've been consumed with busy work. And it was starting to infiltrate my ability to see things clearly. And so, um, I've been on PTO since the 14th and that's what it's there for.
2: (laughs) And the mental detox that I've been experiencing has been amazing. That's what I'm grateful for. The ability to, to do that, um, so that I can be fully recharged and ready for 2023. What about you?
0: Man, similar, but I, I think it's what we were talking about before, man. I'm just, I'm just grateful and thankful for, um, the people in my life that love me and love on me, man. And, uh, they make it a point to do so because,
3: mm-hmm. uh, everybody don't have that, you know? And, um, as
0: we talked about when we kicked off the conversation you know, people are going through a lot of things and I'm just, I'm just happy, th- thankful, and grateful that in some of the uh, most darkest times in my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, uh, people provided light for me. And that's, that ain't nothing but God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Definitely grateful for you, man. I'm grateful for your family too, man. Your family that looked out for me this year, man. I gotta, I gotta come over, come back over the Mama J's, man, and, and, and steal her money and your cousin's money, <laughs> a piccino, man. <laughs> I'm a Pequino hustler now, man. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, but I'm just, I'm just great. I'm just grateful because I just feel like um, everybody in my camp. Not only have they adopted me and accepted me, but their families have adopted me and accepted me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All of my people, their mothers love me. And that's dope. <laughs> yeah. It's dope, man. You know, so I'm, I'm just grateful for, for, for family. I'm grateful for friends. I'm, and I'm grateful for the people who have uh, stood in the gap when I couldn't stand
3: on my own. For sure. It's a village, man. It takes a village. Damn right. All the time. So,
0: I don't know, man. But uh, I hope that your uh, Christmas holiday is joyful and, and, and continues to be peaceful, brother J. Mm. Peaceful. See, that's the whole point. Peace. People want peace on earth? Yeah, I want peace on earth, too. I want peace of mind. More. <laughs> Peace of mind and maybe a piece of
2: cake or a piece of pie. Break me <laughs> off a piece, yeah. <laughs> that's what I need, bro. And and um, wishing rest and a moment of recharge to you and your family, um, and all of our listeners, man. Um, Yo, hey, man, hey, ten, Our show has been. Uh, stream ten
0: thousand plus times, brother Jay. Yeah, so we, somebody listening.
2: Somebody's listening. We appreciate you. And we
0: appreciate you.
2: We we hope that this holiday season, whatever it brings you, that you are still able to pull down um, the rest and the recharging that you need as we. Uh, As we make ourselves available for what 2023 will offer us.
0: That's it. And the hope is we will make ourselves available for what is it, Brother Jay? We'll make ourselves available for good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beyond
0: our expectation. Yeah. Beyond our reality. We make ourselves available for our best, greatest, and highest self, man. Absolutely. On that note, brother, I love you, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. To all of our listeners thank you so much for rocking with us man uh all of you from all over the globe and you've just witnessed another edition of the game recognized game podcast with rlj and kev i'm kev that's rlj and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution where evolution is revolution until we meet again in the new year be light
2: be light